to your double dose of espresso for your attitude. A program all about the hashtag attitude shield mindset. This is a new operating script for your heart, mind, and soul. This script will pull the power from words you hear and say to energize you. There's no limit to the energy one can access this way. This script will also train you to respond to situations and not react. Have you ever made a decision that was driven by emotion that later you regretted or could not keep? Attitude Shield trains us how not to fall into that trap and so much more. Understand the following going in. A strong attitude shield cannot be built casually. Each one must be built personally and hardened by action. Then one must be trained to use it both defensively and offensively only after it's been forged in the fires of your heart and soul. It's so personal that once you have it, you'll never lose it. Who's this for? The serial entrepreneur, the dreamer, team builders, and anyone looking to grow from where they are into a person who's mentoring others as they sharpen their business mindset and are driven to succeed. Now your host and Attitude Shield mentor, David Parker. Hey, welcome to your next training session inside the hashtag Attitude Shield Mindset. Remember, what we're doing is rewriting our operating script because of the one we have right now. It's going to take us to the level of success we're looking for in our lives. It already would have. Another way of looking at it is simple. It's like if you only have a two-cylinder motor in a one-ton truck, you ain't towing much. That's why they have big diesels in their one-ton and bigger trucks, because it can really tow something. So you've got to upgrade that operating script. You have to upgrade your mind. Now, we've been working together for the last seven episodes, breaking down the word leadership into an acronym, because that's part of the power of the hashtag Attitude Shield Mindset, is being able to grab words that you hear a lot, turn them into acronyms, that automatically play in your mind when you hear that word, energizing your mind and driving you forward. Why? Because everything out there is designed to drive you backwards, keep you down, not let you become successful, not help you build a team. We just want you to hang into this little cubicle scheme of your life and stay right where we put you. So we've already talked about L-E-A-D-E-R. We've already talked about the leader in leadership. Now we're going to jump on board and talk about the ship. We're going to start with the S followed by the H, the I, and the P. Today's episode is focused on the S. So L-E-A-D-E-R-S. Yes, that's another way to say leaders, but it's just part of leadership. Now the S in leadership can stand for so many things. But I think the first thing it has to stand for is self-confident. If you're going to be a leader, you have to have confidence in yourself. You have to have the ability to believe that you can do the right thing, drive the right thing, go in the right direction. You have to know it. You have to have extreme levels of self-confidence. Some people call too much self-confidence being cocky. Well, I just call those people wimps, little whiners. They want to be treated equal because life is fair. Bull loney. Can you please, please tell me something in life that's fair? 
hey, I'll wait. Obviously, I'm not going to wait because we only have so long inside our podcast to do our training session. But I hope my point is clear. Nothing in life is fair. So you got to have great self-confidence if you're going to lead other people. That's just part of the way it works. It's sort of like the opposite, if you will, of the way the average military leader acts. Now, I'm talking 22-plus years in the military, so I can talk from this point with pure experience. 51 months deployed overseas. Excuse me, 61 months. What's wrong with me? I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Those leaders that come in the room yelling and screaming, that's not self-confidence. Reminds me of one of my favorite lines. The loudest person in the room is the weakest person in the room. Sergeant Major of the Army retired daily, just got through talking about that over his tenure as the senior non-commissioned officer in the entire Army. You don't have to be a yeller and a screamer. So the S in leadership never stands for screamer, nor still someone tricked into living a lousy life. Remember that acronym? But they definitely got to have self-confidence, period, end of story. They have to also be able to sustain the team. They got to be able to sustain the team. In other words, keep it going. They got to be skilled at leading the team. They got to have some kind of special skill that they've developed. Because as I've told you before, I call bullshit on leaders are born. Some people may be born with a talent that can be developed to help them in leadership, but ain't no such thing as a born leader. Those leaders got to be steady. They got to be consistent. Every now and then, I ask one of my team members, I said, hey, when I get into a bad place, how long does it last? And their answers stay consistent, not long at all. You shake it off quick, fast, and in a hurry, because I'm trying to be steady, trying to be smart and sincere about my desire to lead the team. Can you be smart and sincere? Hear all these words I'm giving you to build your own acronym? They've got to be there. They've got to be used. You've got to be able to share your experiences, right? You have to be able to sense when somebody in the team needs some assistance or some extra guide. You have to be able to have some stability in your mindset. You know, back in the day when I really enjoyed fighting, and you'd get into the competition, the fight, if you will, get in the ring, get on the square, and you would do that with somebody who was a berserker. They just sort of blacked out and started swinging like windmills. That wasn't a very stable person. And it was easy to submit your supremacy over them. So you got to be stable. you got to be able to do things the same way. I also believe that a leader has to have some spirituality to themselves. they got to believe in something bigger than themselves. Because if they're not, what kind of leadership can be given if you don't believe anything bigger than yourself. Because obviously you're the leader, you're leading a team, and a team is more than one, which means it's twice your size. Now I've had lots of people say to me, well, what is it you to believe? What is it they have to believe? How do I know they're spiritual? Well, that's between you and them. But I'm talking about how are you spiritual? How are you connected to something bigger than yourself? Are you? Are you sensible? Can you think about where you're going? Can you 
make decisions based on what happens. Can you survive bad decisions? We all make them. Every one of us makes bad decisions. Don't act like it's not something that we don't know about. Don't act like this is a surprise. A leader's got to have some strength about themselves. They've got to be secure in how they look at things. And you know what? They're a little bit special. Because, again, they're not managers. Because, once again, managers never lead, but leaders can manage. And, again, as I've tried to tell you, I truly believe that most corporations have lost sight of this. They've lost sight of what a leadership really looks like. They think it's the loud person or the person who scares everybody or the person who can send the really harshly worded emails. Or maybe it's that really bullheaded person in HR. Let me tell you a story about the difference between leadership and managers. A million years ago in my my break in service time, the nine years I was out, I went and applied for a job for this major Fortune 500 company. I went through the interview process. I went through their personality tests. And I know that I killed it. I know I did. I walked in because I hadn't heard anything from this company. And I walked right into the HR office. And the HR manager, she was just this non-leadership person. This lady was just not right. She truly beat people. I learned this as not going to let the cat out of the bag, but that degree on the wall, that piece of paper on the wall, hey, I got one too. She really thought that made her something. And she really believed that me, David L. Parker, was a bad fit for this Fortune 500 company sales force. I'd already spent five years of my life, seven years of my life selling cars and running car dealerships. I'd already done advertising sales. I'd already been very too extremely successful in every sales position I'd ever had. Was it 100% of the time? No, heck no. Sometimes I fell flat on my butt. But that's how we learn. That's how we grow. It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. And I knew this. And I wanted this position. So I went in and saw her. I said, hey, I'm here to follow up on the, the position. I think I missed your phone call. And she goes, we don't think you're a good fit. I said, who's we? Well, us, the HR department. I said, oh, I understand. And I turned around and walked out of her office, and I turned right and went down the hall into a door that said vice president with the dude's name on it. Can't tell you who it was. I knocked on the door, and I walked in, and he was on the phone on a headset. He looked at me, yelled his finger up, like, hold on a minute. And I'm standing there waiting. Of course, right behind me, in comes the HR lady, and she's all in a frenzy, and that VP's holding his finger up because he's talking, and he, he, he reached down and hit a mute button and said, you two be quiet. I hadn't said a damn word. And she just stood there with her hands on her hips looking all crazy. Anyway, he got off the phone, looks at me and says, what can I do for you? And she jumps in, and he, and he literally said, hold on, I'm talking to him. Who are you? And I introduced myself. And he goes, what can I do for you? I said, I'm trying to figure out who's the boss around here. And he laughed and goes, why? I said, because the HR lady thinks that I shouldn't be doing this job. But the last time I checked, this job was all about getting past the gatekeepers and companies to the decision makers. So I think she's right if I'm not willing to walk past her into your office. Because as far as I'm concerned, she's a gatekeeper. And when it comes who to hire, she's clueless. 
And she started rattling on, and he said, whatever her name was, just excuse us for a few minutes. I got this. She left. He's like, close the door. She closed the door. He says, sit down. So I sat down. We ended up having an hour and a half conversation. We ended up having a conversation that was so long and so in-depth that he called and brought in lunch. And ended up going to work for that company. Because, why? Self-esteem, secure, strength. What is it? Because I was skilled? Because I was swift? Steady? No. It's because my self-confidence, my self-esteem, and the fact that I was self-respecting enough not to allow somebody to get in my way because I was going where I'm going and I don't give a damn who thinks they're going to get in my way. I'm going to keep going where I'm going. And that's exactly hashtag attitude shield. We don't have time to put up with the small-minded. We don't have time to be told no by human resources. There are very few people in that profession that are leaders. They're people controllers. They're like shepherds, if you will. They want to watch over the flock, but they don't want to stand out with the wolves. They don't want to make the real splash and make things happen. And most corporations have lost the understanding to see that. Those human resources should never, ever, ever be in your way. That should be a little teeny dink off of your attitude shield. A little sound like a BB bouncing off of metal. Almost not even significant enough for you to pay attention to. Because nothing should be getting in your way. You know where you're going. You're driven. And you're skilled enough to get there. Am I right? That's why you're learning and becoming a leader. Because you have the leadership skill. Who the heck calls a leadership talent? It's not a talent. It's a skill. And leadership means you know where you're going and nobody gets in your way. Now, I'm not telling you to hurt people. A little person hurts people. I'm not telling you to belittle people. I'm not telling you that not to be respectful. I'm saying don't stop just because somebody says no. I always looked at a stop sign as an acronym. Stop, toe, on, pedal. So, you know, just slow down enough to give it a little pump. But keep on going. Never stop. So we spent the last little while talking about the letter S. And I want to give you some more insight on leadership. Because leadership is about making others better. They're better because you're there. And making sure that your impact on others lasts beyond your absence. In other words, when you're there, it makes an impact. And when you're gone, you're not there. You went home. You went on vacation. It's still impacting your team members. That's what leadership's all about. I want to remind you about something. You don't have to hold a position in order to be a leader. You only have to hold a position to be a manager. And I know I'm no choir boy for managers. Don't want nothing to do with them. I want leaders. But you don't have to hold a position. Part of leadership is understanding that you don't regret anything that has happened to you. A leader doesn't regret. A leader doesn't go, dang it. Especially when it's something that could not have been changed. Undone. And you can't forget it. But still don't regret it. But take it as a lesson learned and move on. It's so important for leaders to understand lessons 
so they can move on. Because those lessons learned help you build trust. And teamwork, believe it or not, begins with trust. Trusting in yourself and then trusting in other people. Right? Isn't that the way it works? That's exactly how it works. Now, when you stop explaining yourself, when you no longer are willing to explain yourself, and because you realize as a leader that under people, other people excuse me, only understand from their level of perception. I've been teaching for a long time that there's three sides to every story. Your side, their side, and the truth. Because none of us can perceive the whole thing. But when you work with a team, when you work with a boss, when you work with somebody, realize their perception is as far as they can understand. So stop trying to explain yourself when it's beyond their perception. Where do I come up with this stuff? Let me tell you what. My life story is actually insane. I have been through more bullshit in my life than there's enough podcasting time to explain. And let me tell you whose fault it was. Mine. All the way in the beat cheap seats, it was my fault. Right, my fault. But I guess what? I still have so much fight left in me that it hasn't even made one little bar go down on my battery. You know how batteries have, like on your cell phone, they have like four bars to be full? Well, I'm still at four bars, no matter how much crap I went through. Now, back in the past, I didn't really acknowledge this as much as I should have. I didn't acknowledge this one thing, and I want you to start acknowledging you on this point, and that is I want you to be proud of yourself for what you have survived, for what you have pushed through. Because I guess what? I'm willing to bet you a dollar. Here's my dollar. Your life story is actually insane too. That's why you're looking for how to rewrite your operating script. You're looking for what it takes to keep on more moving forward. You're not willing to stop. Now, some of the rewriting of the operating script is learning how to input things in your head. No matter who it is, there are all kinds of leaders. There are people who have made massive impact from all different kinds of things. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you one of the things that has impacted me the most, believe it or not, was spoken by Malcolm X. He said, when I is replaced by we, even illness becomes wellness. Isn't that powerful? When I is replaced by we, illness becomes wellness. If you can't see that clearly, then look at it like this. Take the I out of illness Add W-E for we, and you end up with wellness. Wellness. Isn't that what leadership's all about? It's taking the illness out of people and helping them become well. That's leadership. That's hashtag attitude shield. That's rewriting your operating script, dang it. Get rid of the I and add the we and watch what happens. Now, I know. Everybody says there's no I in team. Okay. I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about removing the eye out of illness and making people well. Ill and well. Leadership leaves a mark. Leadership is impactful when you're there, and it's impactful when you're not. That's what leadership is about. That's got nothing to do with being a manager. Nothing. There's nothing connected to it. Right? Now, as being a leader, 
Let's let's wrap it up on this, shall we? Don't worry about those who talk behind your back. Don't worry about what people say behind your back. Don't worry about what all the critics say. Because, you know, critics, they're the ones that don't have any dirt on their face. Critics are the ones that aren't making any kind of impact on the world. Critics are just a bunch of people sitting around talking smack. And remember, I already taught you. I already trained you. I'm going to train you again that nobody who is outworking you is going to talk smack about what you're doing. Only those that you outwork. So don't worry about those who talk smack behind your back. Because guess why? They're behind you for a reason. They're not in front of you. They're not winning. They're not overcoming. They're just losers. Learn to identify a loser when you see one. Learn to identify the people who are still, S-T-I-L-L. Someone tricked into a lousy life. Someone tricked into a loser lifestyle. The acronym for still is not positive. I'm sure you could make one be that way. But I want you to stay away from the people who are still complaining, still whining, still stuck, still broke, still unwilling to be coachable, still not listening to podcasts, still not reading books, still not looking for self-improvement. Get away from them. Because this is all about leadership. The ship that sails only when somebody leads. Only when somebody drives. Only when somebody overcomes things and helps things to be better. Only when the leader helps sustain things. Only when the leader has self-confidence and self-respect. Only when that leader has belief, self-belief. Only when that leader knows how to survive the bad decisions. Only when that leader has sympathy for their team. Only when that leader is strong and sensible. Only when the S is broken down into a leadership acronym to bring power out of your mind. Because you've got to have a hundred different words for S between now and the next time we train together. Keep your eyes on that target. Keep that shield nice and shiny and strapped to your arm. Bash that off the heads of those people that are still in your way. Don't let anybody stop you. Walk past the HR lady into the vice president's office and get that job. And I'll talk to you later. You've been listening to Attitude Shield, your double dose of espresso for your attitude. The new operating script for your heart, mind, and soul. In today's crazy busy world, we thank you for spending the time with us as we train together on how to forge and use our attitude shields. Check us out on Facebook and on the web at www.attitudeshield.com. Again, thanks for spending this time with us. Between now and when we talk again, keep those shields up, eyes on the target, and always be moving towards your dreams.